G'day, Dominic Barfield here, and this is the RVC Clinical Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing on your smartphone or generic fruit based device. Really grateful for you taking the time to download and listen to this RVC podcast. We don't ask much in return, but be incredibly grateful if you could pop to Apple Podcast or Acast or wherever you actually listen to this podcast and leave us a review. Obviously, a five star review would be great, um, but if you could take a couple of minutes of your time to do that, that would be fantastic. So, uh, today, uh, joining uh, myself in the studio, we have uh, Mary De La Casas, who is one of the postgraduate, uh, you know, postgraduate. Deans at the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons. Did I get that right? You did. Well oh, done. Thank, thank goodness <laughs> for that. Uh, thank you, Mary, for for, for joining us. So, um, I, I suppose the, the the maybe the first question is that what 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 is um, the um, what what is the PDP? Um, so the PDP is um, it stands for PDP stands for Professional Development Phase. Um, it's something that um, was set up by the RCVS um, to. Um, support graduates as they make that transition from um, undergraduate life at university into their postgraduate life um, at work. Um, so I always I find it easier when people ask me what is PDP to sort of start by I think um, sort of talking about why we have PDP. Um, so when I graduated uh, back in 2003, um, I was, um, you know, you sort of given your degree certificate um, and off you go into practice and they're just like off you go have fun um, enjoy and there was really no there's no sort of structured support for new graduates and there was no um, there's no sort of list of skills that you know we thought we should be aiming towards um, there was no time scale that we um, you know we were given you know this is the time scale uh, on which you should be attaining these certain skills so there really wasn't any structure there to that period of time um, so in the year 2000 um, there was a review of veterinary education done and the, it was found that there was a real need um, and a real want for uh, a more structured um, process to be sort of put in place at that time in someone's career um, and particularly sort of when you compare it to careers such as medicine or dentistry where there was there was a you know a, a process um, in place for that time in someone's career um, so yeah so they really just found that um, new graduates wanted some sort of structure to make that transition so that's why we have um, the professional development phase um, what is PDP. So it's a, um, it's basically it's an online system. Um, when a graduate, when someone graduates, uh, graduates, they contact the RCVS and they will sign them up to um, um, their PDP and they give them their login details. Um, and it's all run on an online platform. Um, so the way the platform looks is that um, um, when they log into their new um, PDR, which is the personal development record, which they um, use, which they fill in, um, there is um, there's basically a uh, page with the. Um, list of clinical skills which are called the PDP competencies um, and those PDP competencies are based on the day one competencies which most final years will be um, familiar with um, so so there's a list of PDP competencies and some of those are clinical skills so some of them are quite sort of diagnostic um, type skills so things like taking blood samples and taking x-rays um, ultrasound skills um, those sorts of things um, and some of them are professional skills um, so um, things like certification um, and then towards down towards the bottom of the page, there's a big long list of systems-based um, things. So how many cases of um, you know liver disease have you seen? So there's sort of um, hepatic medicine. There's um, ophthalmology. There's dermatology. There's um, gastrointestinal. There's all these sort of systems-based sections. Uh, so there's that um, page, and then um, the graduates are asked to fill in the uh, sort of approximate numbers of cases that they've seen. Um, and so there's the numbers part, and then also there's a note section. Where 
where uh, graduates are asked to write reflective notes on cases that they've seen um, and um, the, the sort of whole idea really of the PDP is um, to it's all about sort of reflective thinking and critical thinking um, and writing up cases that they've seen in a reflective way so sort of thinking about what went wrong or what went right um, and how you know how they've changed the way they practice um, in response to the experiences that they've had. So, Mary, are they are they meant to write a reflective comment on every every competency or every skill? Or? Uh, so no. So we don't. We sort of say to people, we you're never going to have done all the skills um, on that list. So there is there are probably a couple of skills there that after 15 or 16 years I haven't done. So there are a couple of things like vasectomies, um, which a lot of people might never do. Um, or um, yeah, there's there's a couple of skills that you know we always say sort of people won't have seen um, and obviously in the, after you've been in, in um, practice only for a year or 18 months there are going to be things that you haven't seen so something like um, cesarean sections is quite a common one um, and we always you know we, we really recognize that skills are transferable so if for example somebody has done I don't know 30 bitch bays and they've done a few pyometras um, and they haven't done a cesarean section then that's absolutely fine um, and what they sort of might do is to write a note saying I've done so many um, space and I've done so many pyos and I can handle uterine tissue um, I can open an abdomen I can close an abdomen um, I haven't actually seen a cesarean section yet but um, I have I know which anesthet you know, anesthetic protocol I would use um, I know the technique I've spoken to colleagues I've watched a webinar whatever um, and I'm happy that if one came my way that I could deal with it and we're completely happy with that we don't expect people to have done every single skill on the list. So what's the length of time that people need to complete these sort of uh, competencies? Um, so the RCVS guidelines say um, that people can have um, can take three years after they've qualified. Um, it really depends. So the sort of expected time really depends on what you're doing. Um, I find if someone's um, doing one species, so say, for example, if someone was just doing small animal, um, occasionally if people are really keen and really crack on with it, they, will, they might complete it within maybe eight or nine months. Um, in general, someone who is just doing one skill set um, would perhaps take a year to 18 months um, and obviously if you're doing mixed practice so if you're doing all three um, sort of small animal farm and equine um, then um, you know it's, it might well take you up to the three years um, so we th we do say three years if it takes people longer then that's absolutely fine um, there are lots of you know people have all sorts of other stuff going on in their lives so we always just say to people as long as you keep in contact with your PDP Dean um, and let us know you know perhaps if there's a reason that you haven't managed to do it um, in that time scale then that's absolutely fine we understand that people have other stuff going on uh, Mary I should have should have asked how, how did you get involved in in this um, so I have quite a um, broad sort of background um, to my career and um, I started in uh, mixed practice um, and then I got offered an equine internship um, which had a delayed start so I went off to New Zealand and did um, sort of mixed practice out there with quite a lot of farm work um, they have more cows than you would think ever could be on this planet um, so I did quite a lot of farm, farm work out there um, came back and did um, all my equine work um, and then sort of for various reasons I did a bit um, I sort of got drifted back into small animal work um, so I've got sort of fairly broad experience in all three species um, and then yeah I just um, happened to 
um, I was actually slightly looking for something outside of practice at one point in my career and saw saw an advert in the Vet Times um, that the RCVS were looking for um, PDP deans and they were looking for people with a broad range of experience um, and sort of 10 to 12 experience, uh, years of experience in practice and I applied sort of never thinking I would get a job with the RCVS because I was slightly one of those people who used to be a bit terrified of the RCVS and I've realised since working for them that actually you know it's that's a bit very unfounded um, and yeah it's a really great organisation to be involved with um, and so yeah I got offered the job and I really enjoy it I've been doing it about three years now. I suppose you say for, for people that aren't uh, in the UK that the RCVS the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons is the regulatory body of the yeah. veterinary surgeons in the, yeah. in the UK so so it's, it's kind of understandable that you might have that um, yeah. apprehension <laughs> although, although unfounded yes. uh, you know, I, I'm sure there's uh, a number of people that might um, have thought that way uh, absolutely and so um, I was thinking when you when you said so it, it's meant to be within three years and people to do um, uh, the different skill sets for whatever um, uh, cases that they see so whether small animals general farm so with, with someone that say had your career path or someone that went into small animals and then after a while changed like is there the opportunity for someone to do the PDP skill set in the species that they haven't done like after they they uh, have finished the PDP you, do you mean can people come back and do it in a different yeah. species yeah so if um if so if so for example you started your career in small animal practice and you completed your pdp in small animal um and then you decided later on that you wanted to do equine or maybe even if you had a career break and came back to do the same thing that you had been doing but you'd been out of it for quite a long time um, then yes we encourage people to sign up for the PDP and um, you can sign up for it at any stage during your career it doesn't have to be as a new graduate um, so yes yeah, so we would really encourage people to um, and it's not compulsory at that stage but we definitely would encourage someone to sign up for it and to use it um, as some sort of structured support um, and you know just to sort of get some kind of idea of the list of skills that they should be aiming towards um, as they're developing their um, sort of confidence in that area so yeah absolutely you can come back to it at any point and, and what are the, the the challenges that people have with the, 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 the PDP um, so I think so the the sort of the the main idea of PDP that sometimes um, people miss is that it's all about reflective thinking um, so we really I really encourage people to think of it as to use it as a learning diary so to um, to think of the PDP as a way to record your journey from day one in practice through to maybe a year or 18 months in practice um, and people will find that over that time period and I think often it happens without you really realizing it um, that you go from a stage where um, you so there's this list of, of day one competencies or PDP competencies which are say they're very closely linked um, and at the beginning when you start your career all of those will seem completely terrifying and you may not be able to do many of them without supervision um, and then as you go through that first year in practice you will find that you get to a stage where you can um, quite happily do the majority of those procedures and we don't expect people to be able to do every single skill on the list um, but you can do the majority of those things maybe without supervision and um, most importantly safely um, and feeling pretty confident um, and the whole idea of PDP is about reflecting on that journey so I think sometimes people miss the point the whole point of reflection you know Reflective and critical thinking. Um, so yeah, sometimes we, you know, we um, we have to remind people that the whole idea is to write reflective notes. And so I sort of always say to people, tell me, you know, tell me what you did. So pick a case, tell me what you did, tell me what went right, tell me what went wrong, and tell me 
how you would do it differently or maybe you wouldn't do it differently next time. Maybe it went really well and you decided that you wouldn't change anything about how you did that. So so that's really the point of PDP that sometimes um, people miss is that sort of reflective component of it. And is there information about reflection on the actual on the actual website can they can they def- refer to something yeah there is it is the information is there but for some reason we do find that sometimes that information doesn't seem to to get across to people um, there are um, there are examples of sort of good reflective notes um, on the RCVS website that people can find um, and also um, people have as a point of contact their PDP Dean which is me so there are six of us all based around the country um, and when people sign up to the PDP system they will all be allocated to a PDP dean so everyone has a PDP dean and I think this perhaps is another um, area that or sort of point that doesn't always get across because some people manage to get through the whole of their PDP and they don't even realize that they have a dean that they can contact um, for help um, so again you know the PDP deans are always really uh, willing to help people um, you know advise on how to write the notes and to email people examples of you know ref- good reflective notes and that sort of thing so yeah so we're always here to use for help if people need us as well. How many people do you have uh, yourself to look after? So I have on my list, I have somewhere between four and 500 graduates. um, And that's sort of ever increasing, obviously, with the bigger years coming through universities um, I think we have we have lots of foreign graduates coming into the UK as well um, and um, yeah, as we um, are getting more vet schools as well, these, uh, the numbers seem to be increasing. Wow, that's uh, that's quite quite a lot of people to, uh, to 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 manage. It is, yeah. And I think um, when I first started, so so we always um, you know say to people that um, we're there, we're there, we are there to support people, but it's support on demand. So if people come to ask and ask for help, then uh, we will always um, help them and get you know get back in touch with them. And sometimes that um, sometimes it takes um, us a little bit of time. So we all um, we're not actually you know we're not stationed at the RCVS. Um, we all are doing the, the whole idea of us is that we're all people in practice. Um, so all of us have either been in practice or are currently in practice. Um, so we juggle our PDP work with our jobs and our family and, and everything else that goes on in life. So sometimes it does take us a bit of time to get back to people. Um, but that sort of support that we give people is on demand. So I'm not sitting there watching people and what they're writing all the time because I just that's not really feasible. But if people um, contact me, then, you know, then we will always get back to them and we'll always help them. And do you think people struggle with some aspects of engagement with the with the PDP, or is it? Um, yeah, so I think so. Certainly, that um, so. I think one of the big sort of points to get that that whole reflective thing. That's that's a really important thing. Um, again, I think um, the you know the fact that we are there to to help them. Some people miss miss that. Um, as you know, as far as actually engaging with PDP as a whole rather than just missing sort of sort of small um concepts of it um i think it really varies some people engage with it really well and i think the people who engage with it um get a lot out of it um it's really nice to we always get emails from people you know as they approach you know as people are sort of finishing up their pdp every year we get sort of however many emails from people saying i didn't really get the point of it at the time but i've just looked i've just read back on my notes and you know I can see how much of a 
sweat I used to break doing a cat castrate and I used to spend hours reading about it every, you know the night before I had to do a cat spay or whatever and now I do these procedures as a matter of course every day without even thinking about it and it's really nice to see how far I've come and I didn't realize um, but it's really nice to look back at my PDP record so yeah I do think I think when people engage with it properly they get a lot out of it um, we, we really try and encourage people to record as they go along so rather than you know there's always going to be some people who will just write up all that you can because you, we can see when people have made their entries onto their onto their learning diary so you can always see that you know if people have written up all their notes at the end which is fine um, because I think a lot of people handwrite the note hand, keep handwritten records of notes as they go through um, or you know will um, keep some sort of record and then and then sort of come make all those entries on a certain date but we really encourage people to try and um, make entries regularly so maybe um, you know at the end of every week or at the end of every month to um, and, and that way it forms much more of a, a diary rather than just putting um, all those um, sort of notes on at once when it doesn't quite have the same effect. And uh, the uh, the the layout of the of the platform. Do people have any issues with 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 that it, itself? Yeah. So there's always um, um, again, this is sort of um, fairly common problems that we have. So um, the the sort of IT. Um, layout and system is a little bit um, clunky and we do have some recurrent problems with it so one of the things um, I would emphasize to people so one really important thing is um, the presence of the contact button um, on the PDP record so when people first sign up they'll be allocated a postgraduate dean um, and that postgraduate dean will always send them um, some welcome information so like a welcome email which contains a lot of really useful stuff um, and it also contains um, how that person can get in contact with their PDP dean if they need some help um, and that is really basically just by using that contact so if you go to the contact tab at the top of the page there is then an option to send your PDP dean um, an email so that's really important and I think a lot of people go through the whole PDP system um, and come out the other end and say oh I didn't realize I had a a PDP dean and I didn't realize I could contact them so that's something that I would yeah I'd really like to emphasize um the other um thing that sometimes people have problems with is um, when you're adding notes um, is always to use the add experience page because um, it's very frustrating with you you know when people have put aside the time to add their numbers and their notes and then they come out of it um, and then they find that it hasn't saved so um, that's another slight um, sort of technical issue that's quite common that's worth pointing out is that um, it's really important always to use that add experience page um, when people are adding notes or numbers make sure you save your work make sure you save your work yes <laughs> and, and with the actual uh, are, there, are there any areas that people um, leave out or don't necessarily engage with 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 all the all the PDP um, points yeah so um so when you look at the PDR um which so the, the when you look at the record um the top sections are all very much um sort of diagnostic diagnostic -y type skills so taking blood samples taking radiographs um ultrasound skills those sorts of things um, and people tend to fill that section in really well maybe just because it's at the top and people do it first when they're feeling keen um but that section tends to be done really well um just below that there's a section called professional key skills um and that's a section that quite commonly tends to get ignored and I think people hope that perhaps if they don't write anything that no one will notice um, unfortunately so that's a section that we do look at really carefully because um, there's a lot of emphasis you know as well as developing clinical skills which is obviously really important it's really important that people are developing professional skills as well um, and sort of being shaped you know into a professional person as well as someone who can just carry out all these clinical skills um, so the professional key skills section contains things such as um, parasitic disease control 
uh, nutrition, vaccination, um, and then some sort of biggies like uh, certification, uh, biosecurity, and um, zoonosis. So those those sort of last three are, are things that we look at really carefully. So it's really important that people do add numbers in there because sometimes I see records um, and you know they've got all sorts of numbers and you know it's very full clinically, uh, but there's absolutely nothing entered for biosecurity and it doesn't really look very good if it looks as if you've done two years in practice and you've never even thought about uh, biosecurity or zoonotic disease. Um, so it's really important to put numbers in there. Um, it's also, um, you, you'll never get your PDP record signed off unless you've got some good notes in that section as well. So the things that I particularly look for are um, a note sort of maybe on a really common one is just how people have developed their routine vaccination consult. So that's something I think that, you know, when you start as a new graduate, you're given a lot of those vaccination consults just to find your feet and you know, start being able to communicate with clients and get your general clinical exam in order, that sort of thing. So a lot of people will just write about that. And, you know, it's really just sort of, um, you know, this is what I do during a vaccine consult and this is the routine I've worked out and this is what works for me. And that's fine. That's all, you know, that's that's really all we're after. Um, and then again, sort of basic parasitic, um, sort of anti-parasitic and nutritional advice people give. Um, so, you know, another really sort of common people that people might write is when I first started, I was completely overwhelmed by the number and array of wormers and flea treatments um uh, but the now I've yeah just found the system and I made myself a list and um this is what you know you don't you don't have to list what you give but it's just it's just really seeing that people have sort of sorted that out in their heads and and have found their own system um and then the other say so the sort of three really important things I look for is always a note on biosecurity um so biosecurity can be anything um like uh, cleaning your boots between farms or um changing your scrub top um between consults or what you do with your room if you've seen a dog with kennel cough or maybe um, if there's a dog with kennel cough coming in that you don't actually see it in your room, that you see it in the car park, that sort of thing. So just really to show that people are thinking um, about those sort of really important um, issues. Uh, zoonosis, again, just to show that people know they have a responsibility to themselves, to owners and to um, their staff as well. Um, so making staff aware if they think something might be zoonotic and the kind of precautions they take. So again, it's not um, it's sort of not really adequate just to say I, I saw um, a ringworm case and it was zoonotic. So we want to know what precautions you took, what did you tell the owners, and um, what did you tell the staff that you're working with, that, that sort of thing. Um, and again, something on certification. So certification, we try to encourage people not just to use vaccine certificates as certification, um, but anyone who's writing um, prescriptions. So prescriptions are a really common one that people might use. Um, import export licenses um anything you know if people have got involved with welfare cases uh, those sorts of things um and i try to get um i sort of say in your note you need to show that you've read the rcvs 10 principles of certification and then try and link one of those or a couple of those to the certification that you're doing um so just really to show that people understand the importance of their signature and what their signature means um and yeah not to just not you know not to abuse that that they know how precious their signatures are really and so do you, do you uh, engage with people if they if they uh, aren't engaging with the PDP? Um, are you, uh, so we have such a lot of graduates on our list. I did used to, when I first started, I tried to do sort of a three-monthly chase-up. So we can see if people aren't engaging. If, if someone hasn't um, logged any skills or um, I, can, I can see from my the view that I have I can see when people have last um, logged on to their record um, and I did used to try and chase people up every three months and just to say you know we don't we don't chase people in a 
nasty way. We're not really chasing them. We're just trying to find out, you know, is there a reason that they're not, uh, they haven't been able to do their PDP? Because, you know, like I said, we've all we've all been in practice, so we do know the time pressures and we know how stressful it is starting out in practice. Um, so, yes, yeah, so if um, sometimes if I can see someone isn't doing anything, then I will try and email them and just say, hi, are you OK? Is there any reason that you, you're not doing, managing to do your PDP? Um, and again, I think some of those unfortunately come through those IT issues in that people perhaps never actually get our emails or, or don't get our contacts, that sort of thing, which is a bit frustrating. Um, but yes, yeah, so I will I will try and do that. Sometimes, um, you know, it, realistically with four or 500 graduates, there's just not the time to chase everyone who's, you know, who hasn't logged on in the last three months. So we, we sort of say more, it's on, you know, it's on demand support. So if people, if people contact us, then, then we will always get back to them. And, and what have um, what have you learned in your in the last sort of three years about specifically about I suppose the professional PDP aspect? Have you taken things away from it? Um, yeah, so I get I sort of personally get quite a lot of enjoyment from helping new graduates. Um, and again, we you know we sometimes we always unfortunately every year um, we get the odd email from graduates who just aren't getting um, enough support in practice. Um, so I've had sort of you know through the the time that I've been doing it I can think of maybe two or three people who've emailed me and you know said I've just started in practice and I don't know my boss has gone off to Australia and he said I should be fine because I've just graduated and I should know everything and is this appropriate you know is this okay is it normal and um, I get you know we're not as PDP deans we're not there for pastoral support but we can uh, you know talk to people and we can point them in the right direction um, if they're needing extra help so um, I enjoy yeah I've enjoyed sort of helping people like that um, it's all it's all done online so it's a slightly odd relationship but I do sometimes feel with people you have a lot of contact with you build up sort of quite nice relationships and then you have no idea who that person is because you've never seen them but then often at um, you know their VDS reunions or at a CPD event someone will come up to you and go oh I know you you're my PDPD so that's really nice as well yeah that's that's a really that's really nice and and do the all the all the deans get together and discuss common issues yeah and... so we have a meeting uh, we have a PDP meeting um, at the Royal College um, twice a year um, when we um, have so we have a meeting of PDP deans and we discuss issues and how we're trying to take PDP forwards um, and yeah changes that we're trying to make so one of the quite big things we've been doing recently um, is that um, the PDP system is very much geared towards people going into general practice um, so it's the system is set up for someone who wants to do small animal equine or farm um, or a combination of any of those things um, but it's not really there are, I would say probably increasing numbers of graduates who are going into you know alternative things so people going into um, poultry or pigs or fish vets or you know that sort of thing so we've just been trying to come up with um, a list of skills so that that we can send those people and make the PDP more applicable to them um, and so that we're trying to make it you know it's impossible to do a sort of um, one template fits all type thing but we are trying to make it so that people who aren't just going into standard clinical practice can access the PDP system and can benefit from it as well. Do, do you think rather than making the skill specifically about the species they're dealing with it would be condensed into generic things for all of those or, or, or do you think it will still be quite um, uh, numbers and yeah, I think it will. So I think um, so. Th I think the um, the more sort of production medicine type things like pigs and poultry, there's quite they they do have quite a lot in common. Um, but I think they do still have quite specific skill sets. 
so yeah so there are fairly specific skill sets to those things that we've been that we've been trying to um you know we've obviously taught i'm no expert in pig medicine <laughs> not by a long stretch of the imagination but i got i ended up sort of making up that list so um i've been in contact with quite a lot of pig vets and found out a very sort of specific list of things that they would expect um their new graduates to be able to do um after um a year or so and a lot of those sorts of jobs are um you know they're very sort of big um pig companies and poultry companies so a lot of those companies will have their own internal schemes um so we've sort of managed to link link our skills list in um with some of those big um production companies as well so the the new graduate outcomes is something that's been um, done by the the rcvs in the last yeah. year yeah and and is that again looking at i suppose looking at industry looking at where our, our vets are going to work to try and work out how we can uh, map what 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 you're trying to achieve yeah yeah so there's been lots of work done on the graduate outcomes project recently and um obviously part of well they were the the main things that they were looking at were um ems um the um day one competencies uh, pdp and uh, clinical training so um they yeah that's been a really big project that's just finished um and i think they've just been um sort of announcing some of the the changes that they're going to make so pdp is definitely going to look different um as a result of the graduate outcomes project um so we don't i don't know exactly what's going to change yet but certainly i think the way in which pdp is done and certainly and you know the platform that's used um we're hoping it's all gonna it's gonna link sort of you know very fluidly through from ems to pdp to cpd so yeah so there will be changes coming up um in the next year two years that sort of time scale i think so are you, are you part of that that change or, or is more um yeah so there, there are various working groups going on um at the moment um so we um you know obviously we were involved in in quite a lot of the re in the research um when they were interviewing people they were doing working groups and we all contributed to that um not so much at the moment there is um one of the pdp deans um she is um more involved than some of the rest of us um but yeah so um we are involved in and i think you know once there's more of a um concrete plan of, of what's going to happen then i th you know i think they will um will obviously be involved in that sort of consultation program um program as well so yeah some exciting changes i think going to happen <laughs> and and the the reflection aspects so you said that there's information sort of on there that there's um is there a video on on youtube do the rcvs have a yeah a they YouTube do yeah and about... yeah i think it's also on the um, rcvs website there's a um a video on um reflective on you know how to write reflective notes and reflective thinking and i think it's being taught more and more in vet schools and um, we've been uh, talking quite a lot recently about um sort of between us pdp deans and just trying to work out how we can get this information into the universities better um and certainly um you know a lot of the universities i've spoken to they do they seem to incorporate reflective and critical thinking into the curriculums now so i think it's um it's definitely a you know a big part of the curriculums now and it seems to be the way that um it's going with regard to PDP and CPD as well because the RCVS have um, obviously ju they've just um, finished doing the um, pilots the CPD pilot scheme for the for more of a sort of outcomes based um, PDP uh, sorry CPD scheme <laughs> it's confusing all these letters um, which I was involved with so I did I took part in the CPD pilot um, looking at this outcomes based model of CPD so the whole idea of that was um, rather than just logging your hours of CPD and saying I've done uh, two hours I've done a webinar for two hours I've done a course for six hours whatever um, 
you um, are meant to um, sort of plan. It just focuses your, your mind on what is actually going to, which CPD is going to have the most benefit for you and your patients. So you plan what you actually need to do um, and then you do it and you record it and then you reflect on it and um, you it makes you um, sort of write down on the, um, the you know, CPD um template or form that you're filling in what were the important things you learned from this this cpd and how is that going to affect the outcomes um for your patients how is it going to is it going to affect how you practice um which does seem quite sort of laborious it's quite a lot of you know writing but i do think um if you um you know if you do sort of engage in it i really do think that it is beneficial um, and it does you know it does change the way that you practice I think it's really beneficial if you you know if you sort of embrace it and put the time aside to do it to do it properly it's yeah I think it's the, the time aspect to it yeah. as well but it's very reflections are, are you, it's a skill that um, although we might be introducing into into the curriculum it's, it's quite a hard skill to to learn it is yeah it is I think you're right and um, because and I sort of have to think back to when I first came into contact with it when I did my certificate because we it, it didn't really I wouldn't say it didn't exist because it obviously did but um, you know we weren't taught it at university when I qualified um, whereas I think actually it's a very natural thing to do because particularly as vets we do it on a daily basis without even thinking about it otherwise we'd all be rubbish vets if we never you know if we did things wrong all the time and we never reflected on it and never changed anything uh, then we'd all be pretty hopeless so you know it's it's a very natural thing for somebody to do and I think we all do it sometimes without realizing but sometimes that process of putting it into words I think can be quite difficult for people um, but yeah I always just sort of encourage people to yeah to say you know to think what went right what went wrong how would you do it differently next time or maybe you wouldn't do it differently next time maybe you know you think you've you're doing it pretty well and, and you wouldn't change anything so do you think some of the of the pdp is going to be more truncated then in in the in the future or like more more reflection if you like and less yeah um i don't honestly know because i don't think i'm not sure that those decisions have been made yet um but um i think it you know it's still got to be i think it will probably still be based around a skill set but yeah i certainly i don't think that reflective component is going to go away i think it's going to be you know a very large component of it is reflecting on yeah yourself as a practitioner and how you're you know how you've developed and, and how you can develop yourself further and uh, and what advice would you give someone starting their PDP? Because I, I, I imagine that when you're dealing with, with vets in general or veterinary graduates, you're dealing with kind of, you know, mostly highly motivated uh, individuals who are, who are high achievers, mm-hmm. I suppose. And so do they try and crack on with it and get it done within a month? And is that their mentality? Um, is, yeah, is... it really varies. I think it's, again, you know, it's it's a really stressful time in people's lives, mm-hmm. isn't it? That transition into practice. Um, and people are busy and they've got other stuff going on. And I mean, I remember really, I, you know, I remember being a new graduate and I remember that first six months just not having space in my brain for anything, to do anything else. And and then I remember a real um, point at six months when suddenly everything just became a bit easier and you're doing things that you've already done and, and you just have a bit more space in your head for other things. So um, we do get quite a lot of people saying, I just don't have time to fill in my PDP, which, you know, as I said before, we've all been there. We, I do remember that and we know what that feels like. Um, but I think, you know, I said, if you, if you can engage with it, it can be really beneficial and even just putting aside you know five ten minutes at the end of every week just to roughly write down how many of cases you've seen um and to write a couple of notes i think that's uh you know that's that's by far the best way to do it um but yeah people really vary some people and i don't think that sort of crack on with it and try and get it done approach is 
hugely helpful either. Um, you know, I would generally, I would always say it really takes people at least... Um, at least 10, 11, 12 months to, to just to have sufficient experience to um, to get all those skills. Um, yeah, that really sort of around 10, 11 months is the earliest I tend to sign people off. But, I mean, you know, it's great when people get on and, and, and want to do it and are keen and proactive. Um, and then occasionally you get those people who still after a year or two say, you know, I just haven't got time to do it, but I want to get it done because I want to do a certificate. And, you know, <laughs> you sort of think actually there's a lot of a lot more work to invo you know, involved in doing a certificate. And, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, different people have different time management skills and, and whatever. But generally people do engage with it, um, whether that's early on or whether they tend to do it all at the end. And I think hopefully once people have filled it in and, and looked back on it then they find it useful um is there is there anything you think that we've uh, missed in talking about the, the pdp um no i think we've hopefully covered <laughs> covered most aspects of it well i'd like to thank you very much for your time mary and uh, and thank you for getting in contact uh, and 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 saying about um uh, uh, transmitting this information because i think as you, as you said it, it is available to people who are obviously working in the uk and have to fulfill it but the <laughs> Um, you know, having multiple ways of getting this information out is actually not not bad. And I think I think you know, I, I don't know, but maybe we're we're in a, a time period where things are going to change in the veterinary profession, and postgraduate education might be more structured, both you know, in nationally and internationally. Yeah. So it's interesting mm -hmm. to see what what the uh, what the RCBS have done and 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 how that's going to going to look in the in the yeah. future. Yeah, and maybe when those changes have come into place, I can come back and tell you all about them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I look forward to it. Um, so we'll wrap it up there. So many thanks for your time today, Mary, and uh, and thank you for listening. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your generic fruit-based device, and that way you don't even have to worry about missing a podcast. So if you could leave us a review, five-star review, that would be great. Um, and don't forget you to tell your friends, vet friends, or any other friends. It doesn't really matter. Um, we'll play some show notes or some links to the uh, on, our, on our pages. So if you just type in the RVC clinical podcast into your search engine of choice, it should be top of the tree so if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast please get in touch so you can either email dbarfield at rvc.ac.uk or tweet at tom barfield until next time bye bye